welcome to another edition of the DJ Force X podcast. Uh, yeah, this week I have Richie Nix, um, solo artist uh, based out of Windsor in Ontario, Canada. Uh, he is signed to Fixed, uh, which is home of Blue Starly, Cell Dweller, um, and a whole bunch more. Um, go check them out. Uh, but yeah, Richie's got a uh, new album out now called Fearless. And that's what we're chatting about today. Uh, a little bit of his music background as well, what makes him tick. Uh, and so a few other stories and things like that, which is, uh, it was a pretty cool interview. Um, I enjoyed having him on the show. And um, yeah, uh, please check out his album. I play it on my radio show. Uh, I played a couple of tracks, which I'll mention in the interview. But um, yeah, if you want to check out my radio show, it's Tuesday nights, 11 p.m. UK time, 6 p.m. East Coast. Uh, also Saturday nights, uh, 11 o'clock East Coast uh, and 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time as well, if you're uh, part of my American contingent. Um, but yeah, here's the interview. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to this week's show. Uh, I've got a very special guest. I have uh, Richie Nix with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Cool. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. It's my pleasure. Um, would you mind giving me some background on your um, on yourself? I'm a singer, songwriter, producer from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. I'm uh, not a typical Canadian. I live right across the Detroit River from Detroit City. Um, I literally could probably throw a rock and hit Detroit from where I live <laughs> um, if I had a good arm. Um, <laughs> kind of a far-fetched uh, thing to say, but it's that close, just so you can have an image in your head of how close I am to Detroit, uh-huh. and Detroit's been a very strong influence on my, my music. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some, um, some big names out of Detroit. Um, you got, like, Eminem, Madonna, Alice Cooper, uh, how else we got? Iggy Pop, I think it's from Detroit, yeah. is that right? Kid, Kid um, Rock, E12, yeah, Kid Rock. Stevie Wonder, even, I think is out of that way as well, isn't he? Yeah, and the whole Motown gang back in the day. Yeah. So has that influenced your work? Definitely. Um, I would say my strongest influence would be Eminem and his whole Shady Records movement. Uh, I got I was fortunate enough to be able to open up for D12 and Obi Trice, and I got to meet Eminem in a personal setting at his cousin's house, and he's a very, very cool guy. He cares a lot about his family, and it's cool to see someone at that stature in in a in a personal setting, you know. Yeah. And it just it was a very very interesting um cool. experience. So um who inspired you to pick up your first instrument? I would have to say to pick up a guitar would be Kurt Cobain. Mhm. He's uh one of my favorites. I just I was really into the Nirvana, the whole grunge scene when I was very young, so was, I had some older cousins showing me the music when I was a little kid and uh but I think I always I picked up an instrument without any influence of other artists I I um my grandfather is a musician he plays the piano the violin the accordion and the guitar and I would just sit around as a baby and listen to him play Uh and uh that's what made me want to play and I'm pretty sure that's where i got my talent from was my grandpa excellent that's quite a few instruments as well different ones so that's very good um 
so we're going to get to uh, what you've released so far. Um, you released um, an EP, was about five years ago, uh, called Note to Self. Yeah, with uh, Universal Republic. And how how is it being on a label like that? Because um, it's quite it was quite a, it was a major label. Um, what were there any pressures that came with that? Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I was I had a team of four. A, you know, you have your lawyers, a couple, two managers, and a PR guy, and people just telling me what to do, go here, do that. I I wasn't told what to do as far as writing my music, but there was a lot going on. A lot of I was on a lot of radio stations. I was touring and opening up for a lot of big acts like Papa Roach, uh, Three Days Grace, Drake, Paramore, Weezer, Snoop Dogg. And it just was hectic, and I was just trying to maintain everything and uh, and keep. I had a full band with me, and it was just that was like the crazy part was trying to stay cool, give a good performance, and and find a way to grow from there. Because like even though I was signed to a major, it felt like I won the lottery or I crossed the finish line. But really, the race is just getting started there. Mm. That's just putting your shoes on, as and now you have to run. You can getting a record deal isn't what people think it is. It's just another opportunity to push harder. Yeah, definitely. it's another door. Yeah, because like a lot of artists sign and fall off right away. Yeah. Um, in my situation, it was kind of weird. I ended up leaving them. It was a decision made between management that it was they thought it would be a better idea. Um, not too sure why. I was kind of on tour and kind of just listened to their guidance. Um. And now that I'm with Fixed, Fixed is a a label that really understands hybrid sounds like what I do. Yeah. You know, like the mixing the rock, the metal, the hip hop, and the electronic elements together. Mm-hmm. As for majors, they like to keep things a little more in categories. Like this is pop, yes. this is rock, and we know how to sell this. For me, it was like we don't know what they didn't know what stations to put me on. Like, do I put them on active rock? Do I put him on alternative? Rap stations won't play him because he's got too much metal. Yeah. EDM won't play him because there's metal and rap. And, and and so I was like, the majors are like, we don't know what to do with this. I think Fixed is a better fit for what I'm doing. It definitely is. Um, knowing some of their output that they've uh, obviously, Cell Dweller, Blue Starly, um, and, a, and a few others, that the, the output is that hybrid sound, um, mixing rock, metal, hip hop um all together um and that's that's one of my radio show um actually specializes in that sound um that that's that's how i found out about you um just that i got i got sent a couple of tracks by uh your publicity um agent and um yeah it just it just fit the mold of my show it might it just uh because it, it it takes those elements of rock metal and dance music and i and i literally mix them for the hour-long show so it's like a sort of club mix so i take like remixes or like like yourself who have that electronic element in there um i i I play those tracks (laughs) that's awesome i think that that's like the that's the way to go i think that's gonna more and more people are gonna catch on because most if you take like a kid's ipod today there's they 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 don't just have rock or just rap when i grew up that's what it was like you either listen to rock or you listen to rap. There wasn't many people that were into 
different genres. Mm-hmm. That started happening like the last 10 years. I started noticing it a lot more, at least where I'm from. And nowadays, you can have a kid's iPod and you'll find Snoop Dogg, uh, Lana Del Rey, and all it, like it, it'll be rock, rap, metal, techno. So I think more and more artists are going to start fusing them together. And then there's going to be guys like you that understand that and want to push that style of music yeah now i've always liked the crossover sound um be it like rock and rap or dance and you know rock music with that um growing up during the sort of like or being part of the new metal era in the uk uh it had that like you know limp biscuit corn deftones um those sort of bands coming through and and crossing over those sounds and featuring hip-hop artists in their tracks and things so yeah, I was a I was a big fan of Corn, Limp Bizkit, and Deftones, all three. When I was growing up, I still am a huge fan. You go back to those records, and they're timeless. Yes, yeah, no, definitely. I went. I recently saw um, Incubus with Deftones. It's also a great band. They mix hip hop elements, yeah. and they have DJ. And... Yep, yep. Cool. And I, I was a DJ in a metal band in the UK as well. <laughs> so I had that like um, hip hop side to that to that band with the scratching and the and the like beat dropping and stuff like that so cool. so we're going to get on to your uh your new album fearless um it's available now via all good outlets uh for fine music um like we touched on already it's a it's a blend of rap rock and electronic music uh i've played a couple of tracks in my show for the people who listen to this and my show uh they would have heard it i, I think i played a race you um i've got this here love loyalty and respect revenge and psycho uh all four tracks that really do sort of stand out to me as well um but yeah no so uh, tell me about that album um how did it come together what what where did you start with it has it been uh like the five years in the making or is it something that after your experience with universal just sort of came to fruition i knew that I, I, well when i wrote it i was a free agent i wasn't signed anybody mm-hmm. and i knew that i had i was able to do whatever i wanted and i i uh i went to a local studio and i started recording the record and it took me before i went to the studio i made about 130 demos and most of them were instrumentals uh and then i brought them all to the studio and i said here's what i got let's take the best parts of, out of these 130, like literally 137, I think it was, instrumentals. And we're going to make a 10 to 11 track record out of this. And I will write the lyrics as we go. I already had ideas and stuff. So mm-hmm. I rented a studio out for a month, and I literally finished it in a month. One month, we tracked all the drums, the guitars, took all the synth parts. A lot of the synth parts were written... I just had to change maybe the, the patches, different sounds to m- match the track or transpose them because maybe a, we wrote a song in a different key, but I like the synth part from a different song. So we take that synth part and transpose it to match the 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 notes of the song, the root note of the song. And yeah, it, within a month, I had a record done and I was sitting there and I'm thinking, what should I do with it? Should I release it independently or should I get a label? And then I was on Facebook and I saw that a producer that I worked with, Chuck Alkazian from Pearl Studios in Canton, Michigan, was working with Joey Sturgis, who's a very big producer, um, produced bands such as 
Asking Alexandria, Devil Wears Prada, Of Mice and Men, mm-hmm. so on, uh, Miss May I. So I was like, that's a great sound. That would match my record. So I, I just sent Joey Sturgis a Facebook inbox and said, check this track out. I see you're working with Chuck. I, I'm friends with Chuck. You can ask him about me. I did a little name drop there. And then <laughs> I got a message back from him. He's like, this is a great record. Uh, I think I could get you a deal if you're not signed. And I said, you know, that's that might that might be cool. And uh, next thing you know, I on my birthday, I got an email from Fix uh, asking if I would like to sign with them and have the record produced by Joey. So I was like, that sounds perfect. You know, I, I was like, I knew about Cell Dweller. And I, I was just like, this situation was perfect to me. It all made sense. So, and it, it's crazy how it happened. Like, now that you go 20 years back, you can't get a record deal by inboxing someone on Facebook. No, that's true. <laughs> so I, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, that's exactly how it happened. And now the record's out, and I, and I think it sounds amazing. It sounds huge. I'm very happy with it. Uh, you know, I appreciate you playing it, especially the Love, Loyalty, and Respect song. That's uh, it's 11 minutes long. <laughs> I I think I yeah I edited it down slightly, but because um, because yeah, like something like that yeah it's because it's a mix show I kind of like I can fit like twenty plus tracks in an hour so um, just sort of keeping it going but yeah no it's a good track I mean I, I I took a good portion of it I think it was a good five six minutes actually thinking about it yeah listening uh, to your note notes of self EP uh, I did before I um before we had this interview it, it is very different to your album obviously you've you've got a lot more um of the electronic element in yeah. that it was there it was like synth sounds and things but on on your uh fearless record it's a lot more like big beats and stuff like that um h- how did you evolve to that sound was there anything was it just something that naturally progressed from then to there or was it something you consciously um wanted to do it's something I've I've wanted to do. Like I I was pushing for this sound for a long time, and when I wanted to do something, I actually when I did note to self, I was trying to make the drums sound big and heavy like that. But then I was working with a producer, uh, Michael Elvis Biscuit. He produced um, a lot of big bands. I'm trying to. I think he might have produced Three Days Grace and a few. The other bands like that uh, and when I was talking to him he, he we kind of just talked it over and, and he was like these songs can do really well on radio and I wanted that like I wanted that sort yeah. of success and so I kind of met him halfway but then when I when when that situation passed on and I, and I you know I grew as an artist and I decided to just do what I wanted to do if I ever had a passion project that I really needed to get out of my system, it's fearless. Cool. Like I took, I took a risk by making it. I, I know that my last record got a lot of radio play. I think it was on like 90 radio stations. I knew that this album would be harder to get on the radio because of how heavy it is and that like how much I mix the genres together. I do it in it. It's very energetic and in your face. And I knew by doing this record, I'm, I might be losing some of that radio play. But I just really, that's inside, it's what I wanted to make. Awesome. It's just, like you said, I, I naturally progressed into wanting to do this. And it's something I've wanted to do for quite some time, actually. You can kind of hear it in songs that, that weren't released on records. Like, uh, there's a song called Harder to Breathe. You can hear it on YouTube. 
you can see me growing to this sound. It's it's something I wrote after Note to Self, and it's it's basically the step in between Note to Self and uh, Fearless. Cool, cool. I'll check that one out. I missed that one. Um, g- going from that, going from the studio. Um, do you have any plans for live shows, tours, anything like that coming up? Yeah, I'm gonna start rehearsing with a band uh, within the next week or so. Okay. And cool. Once once we have the live show ready and then we're going to start booking gigs and hopefully jump on tour as a supporting act and how, how do you put together these are these musicians you know that are your band or are they um live musicians for you? yeah I, I get live musicians and and they're usually different guys uh just friends or musicians in the city that i know and that are willing to you know drop what they're doing and go on tour cool because I write all the music myself, so yeah. it's not, I, you know, it's kind of a, a unique situation. I'm, I'm not, I sound like a band, but I'm not, I'm just one person. So uh, when it comes to performing live, I, w- I still want to reproduce that live sound. Cool. But I need to hire some live guys, yeah. What kind of setup do you have? You say you write everything yourself. Do you have your own studio at home? I, I uh, am a manager at a recording studio that my uncle built 40 years ago, and he recently passed and passed it down to my cousin it's called polaris recording studios it's here in windsor um so this is where i work out of uh, i'm fortunate enough to be able to be here and write music and rehearse if i need a lot of space to rehearse and this is where i usually you know demo my stuff and i'm here every day when i'm not out playing gigs i'm here writing music i'm working on uh some side projects and producing for other artists but i also produce hip-hop for other artists and pop and alternative stuff and and metal excellent excellent well i'm a bit of a like a, a gear geek when it comes to like home record or studio recording um what what type of uh what programs you use what hardware uh, if you don't mind me uh, asking well we just got an api compressor and two distressors that's what we just added to the the racks uh, we have a couple pull techs and our our board is a uh it's a quad eight mm-hmm. it's an analog board and there's only four made in the world it's very rare i i'll send you a picture so you can check yeah, it out yeah, yeah, um right here in my room i know nobody can see but if i turn my laptop around it's uh there's a control 24 right here mm-hmm. um that's so this is the room that i'm in most of the time there's keyboards to my right here i got a couple keyboards and then the control 24 and then we run pro tools and i use fl studio for programming cool uh that's where i usually start all my demos i i like i've been using it since 3.0 i bought it when it was 3.4 because everyone would download it and then 3.4 i got i bought i actually paid for it <laughs> and then, uh i had the unlimited updates from there and i've been using it ever since now we're up to 12 i think or 11 yeah it's around that now yeah and uh what i do is once i have something produced in fl I, I might even do it at home on my laptop. That's the beauty of FL. It takes two seconds to load up, you know, bounces tracks really fast. And then once I have a demo, I bounce all the waves out, and then I go into Pro Tools and touch up the mix from there and do any kind of wave editing. I don't like editing waves in the Edison. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like doing it in Pro Tools. I think it's easier to edit the waves. But as far as programming drums, writing synth parts, just coming up with, with song ideas, FL Studio has been just very easy and fast for me. And it just works. And yeah, I stand by it. Excellent. So yeah, Pro Tools and FL are the, the two DAWs that I use. Cool. Cool. Obviously, recording live instruments and vocals uh, is in Pro Tools. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, I use, um, like, for this right now, I'm using Ableton to actually record this. Um, but I have uh, Logic Logic Pro as well. One, yeah. Do you have any hobbies away from the music? Yeah, I, I'm a pretty avid gamer. Um, I have an Xbox One. I keep a 360 at the studio. I got a stack of games. When I get bored, I play some games. Nice. Uh, right, right now, I'm playing... Uh, Black Flag. I know it came out a while ago. I beat it in, on 360, but I'm replaying it on the Xbox One because the graphics are just amazing. And I love pirates, and you're basically a ninja pirate in that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I just beat The Witcher 3, which is a, a, an amazing game. And I have a brother who lives on the other side of the country, so we play online a lot. So we've been playing um, Elder Scrolls online. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I got a pretty big nerd side to me. It doesn't really show, but it, it I definitely do. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. I'm... I don't. I'm not one to go out and, and you know I party a lot, but I rather go home and put on my headset and have some beers and play Elder Scrolls with my brother. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair enough. That's uh, kind of where I'm at as well. So, you know, I guess it's a it's a musician thing to do <laughs> now to play yeah. games. But um, no, I just beat the uh, the new Destiny DLC. Okay, nice. Taken King. So. Oh wow! Yeah, you gotta be like Destiny. They they reeled you in with them DLCs. I think a lot of them should have came with the game. Yeah, I I I picked up um, the the main game really cheaply. I got it like after it came out for a little while, and then um, and I just got the uh, the Taking the Taking King DLC. So okay. it kind of drew me in because a lot of my friends were playing it, and they said it just makes That's a the great game. game. It just makes the game a little bit better than it was because it didn't really have a story as such. But now it's kind of got a bit more uh, meat to it, I suppose, is the probably the better term. So Might have to get it then. I did that, and I recently did the uh, Gears of War as well, the Ultimate Edition. So. Oh, yeah. Which is a cool one because um, I enjoyed one yeah no i enjoyed the gears games on the 360 so um yeah, it was nice to sort of revisit and beat that one again so <laughs> yeah there there was another one. dishonored they did a they redid dishonored mm-hmm. if you haven't played that it's a first person um but it's it's an amazing game I, I beat it on the 360 and they, they redid it for the xbox one yeah I'm, I'm gonna wait for that one to be one of their free games we just got the new tomb raider one on the xbox one so Oh, that's a game too, uh, the Tomb Raider. That, yeah. That's an amazing game. Yeah, that's going to be the next one I go through. So, Yeah, I, st- I just started it. Because yeah, if you got the, the gold membership, you can get it for free. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why I literally downloaded it yesterday. So I'm just uh, waiting to just get my uh, character in Destiny up to a certain level, and then um, I'll start that game. So. Get some cool armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm working on at the moment. So I've got, I've got a couple of bits, but, you know, got to get the whole lot. So <laughs> uh, thank you for your time. Good luck with the album as well. Um, I hope it does well for you. I'm not sure what the initial, you know. Yeah, the label said so far the reaction's been really great, uh, especially from the, the the label followers. And 
my fans all love it. They think it's my best work yet, and I'm happy to hear that. Excellent, excellent. Well, everyone, check out um, Fearless. It's available now via your usual download and uh, physical outlets for music. Um, check out, is it RichieNix.com? Is that your correct? R-I-C-H-Y-N-I-X, RichieNix.com, yeah. Cool. And you're also on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, um any other social media sites you want to yeah just facebook twitter instagram if you spell it properly r-i-c-h-y-n-i-x you'll find me and uh if you want a physical copy of the record delivered directly to your house with some t-shirts or some cool t-shirt bundles and it's some of the best merch i've had made in my career you can go to fixedstore.com slash richie nicks and that's spelled f-i-x-t store.com slash richie nicks Cool. Or if you want to stream it down or download it online, it's available on you know your iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, etc. Cool. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Richie. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you, man. You too. Cool. Another one in the bag, if you will. Uh, yeah. So uh, join me on my next one. I'm actually speaking to Blue Starley, uh, Brett, as he's also known. Um, which is another great interview for another fixed artist. Um, he has a new album due out as well, but um, go check out Richie Nix, uh, richienix.com or fixed store. That's F I X T S T O R E.com forward slash Richie Nix. Um, and yeah, check it out. It's a great album. And um, yeah, so until next time, this is DJ Force X out. <laughs>